Hmm, interesting. It's not interesting at all. Yeah, yeah, it's English. Yeah, yeah, when they are bored, they say interesting. It's also good because if I don't know what to say, I just say interesting. Yeah, yeah. So we are going to say interesting a bit during the conversation. Hello, and welcome to this podcast, an interview with Philippe Gollier. Philippe Gollier is a master of clown who's taught theatre for over 50 years, 40 of them at his school, Ecole Philippe Gollier, which is currently based just outside of Paris in Atomp. My name is Christian Hendrickson. I spent two years studying under Philippe. I visited him at his home in September 2021, and we recorded this interview over the course of a few days. I've split our conversation into five parts, and a new part will be released each week. If you want to find out when the next part is released, I'd recommend subscribing. I learned a lot from these conversations, and I think you'll feel the same. So what do you think is a good start for this interview? A good start, uh, it will be when... um... I was born the 4th of March, 1943. Paris, where where I am born, was full of uh, German Nazi. And two years later, they were kicked away by uh, American uh, people, by... uh, and do you want to know if I was sad when they were kicked away? I was so happy. They were running to the east, running, running. It was well, it was the best day of my life when I was born. Beginning. It was the beginning. What were you like when you were a child? When I was a child, uh, I was I was a bad child, naughty boy. Uh, I didn't know my lesson in uh, catechism, you know, the church. Uh, I was bad boy, uh, and I was happy to be bad boy. So I hate school. I hate the teacher. I hate uh, I hate. Mainly the gymnastic teacher. I hate uh, the atmosphere was really bad. You said you were a bit of a black sheep. Yes. Growing up. I was born in 1943. So who was the guy who direct France with a German? It was Philippe Pétain. So. If your family call you Philippe in '43, it means your family was not against uh, collaboration between German and France. So when I went to school, I was a fascist of the, of the school. There is no Philippe. Just me, I was called Philippe because uh, uh, it was... Uh, 
the name of this horrible guy who was a Maréchal, Maréchal Pétain. And uh, so I, ha I have a bad memory of uh, me as a fascist of the school. Uh, and of course, I've never been fascist. I hate the fascist. That's it. Can you tell me more about your parents? Well, no. Uh, my father was a, a general practitioner, doctor, a medical doctor. My mother was at home. And uh, my grandmother from Spain was uh, the, the daughter of the Chamberlain of the Queen Isabel of Spain. And my grandmother from my father's side didn't have father. Were your parents interested in theatre? Did you no. take any interest from them? No. No? Well, they were not against, but they were not uh, interested. Oh, everybody in my family from my father's side is doctor, medical uh, practitioner, everybody. So, Was there an expectation that you would be a doctor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never I could do the job huh, to, to hear people shouting, oh, no, no, it was terrible. Because we uh, we hear all uh, oh, terrible. Did you want to be a performer when you were a child? I, I wanted to to be clown or to do theatre long time after when I was seventeen, eighteen. Before I wanted to 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 write. Were you writing when you were a child? Yeah, I was writing. Uh, I love to, and I love calligraphy too, to with a, a pen to to draw the letter. Would you share this writing you were doing? No, no, it was my secret. I never showed to anybody. It was my secret. And what do you think uh, were the books or things that you read that had the most influence on you growing up? Oh, but I love uh, Victor Hugo. I love uh, Les Trois Mousquetaires. I, uh, I love a normal book for teenagers. I read a bit more books. I was uh, in my class. Uh, I was uh, the guy who, who knew better the literature than the other people. Because I love the, the literature. Well, that's it. You've mentioned that you wanted to do theatre when you were 17 or 18. Near 17, I think. Mm. I went to, a to, to look at a school I did, uh, in uh, TNP, uh, Théâtre National Populaire, and we had a very good teacher. The teachers, they were actors. So they, they were not pedagogic, they were, they were a bit uh, actor, beautiful actor, a bit mad. Oh, it was good. Théâtre National Populaire, or the People's National Theatre in English, is a theatre school in Paris. 
It was founded in 1920, with the goal of bringing theatre to the general public. At the time Philippe studied there, the director of the school was Jean Villard. He's seen as a pioneer, who put the audience at the centre of his view of what theatre should be. The theatre would present modern texts alongside classics, to the disdain of the upper classes of Paris. What do you remember from your time at the TMP? It was good because I met uh, beautiful actors. They, they were, they give lessons, but they were not uh, pedagogic. They were uh, actors, but they were very good to listen to them. Mm. But I start to progress. To progress, it's been you, you, in your body. You know, you go here, so you go here. You are in a process to progress. Were there any teachers that had a big impact on you? Yeah, Alain Cuny. He was not a teacher, he was an actor who teach. So he's not a he was not pedagogic, but he was beautiful. But he, he, he was an actor teaching something. Alain Cuny was an actor born in Brittany in 1908. According to an online profile about him, his dramatic presence and measured diction made him well-suited to many classical roles. He worked in a lot of films, particularly Italian ones, and he starred in nearly every film by the Italian director Fellini. What made him a good teacher? When you see a great actor, a genius, you listen to him. No, he's going to speak about his job, about the spotlight, about the character... So he was uh, speaking about uh, the voice. He was great. But not to help you to imitate or to do something, but what he said, he was uh, beautiful. What was it you learned from him? Uh, I learned. He, he was terrible, huh, this guy. He, when he did not like a show, after five minutes, he stand up and he leave the theater. And he was two he was like you, two meters, and he was, uh, he, he, he made a box, uh, he, we see him, <laughs> but he was, a, he was a tragic actor, absolutely beautiful. Alain Cuny taught you Greek tragedy? Yes, but he, he said, I, uh, Gaulier, you are ridiculous. <coughs> and it's true, I was ridiculous. Because tragedy, but you need to be tall like you. <coughs> Me, I'm not tall. So I, I was ridiculous, it's true. Uh, Cuny, he said, if you want to be tragic actor, you have to believe in the God, old God, uh, uh, Hercule. You have to believe on all the God from Greece. Do you understand? We didn't understand anything, but I think it's true. In a way, you have when you play, you have to. You have to to be carried by something terrible. Like if you take the Old Testament in the Bible, 
David, they are all monsters. So to play all these monsters, he said, you have to believe in the monster of Greek tragedy or... But I, I don't believe. So perhaps I am too much, too much humor, too much humor for the Greek tragedy. But when you play the Greek tragedy, if you feel, ah, your sandal is broken, you are going to fall down, you have to feel, oh yeah, yeah, I have a problem with my sandal. If you don't feel you have problem with your sandal, you are not a good actor because you, you are completely in the role, but not with your sandal enough. And to be with your sandal is a bit uh, humor. But and when you were performing Greek tragedy, you mentioned that Alain Cooney said you were ridiculous. But uh, I'm happy to be ridiculous. After this ridiculous, he helped me to be clown. But I was ridiculous. But you have to be ridiculous. It's, uh, it's normal. And if you are ridiculous, you don't think one day you will be pharmacist. And that is important. It gives a good optimi- something optimist in, in your life. One day I will be not pharmacist. I am ridiculous. <clears throat> but now I am too old to be pharmacist, so I. But I am still ridiculous. I hope. Did he ever come to see something that you performed? Yes, in uh, in uh, Nancy. <coughs> he, he, I called him uh, Monsieur Cuny, and he called me Philippe. But. One day he said, well, we, we go to eat in a restaurant, so we go to eat, and he, um, he called me, uh, Philippe, he was, uh, and uh, it was a small restaurant, and I said, yes, Monsieur Cuny, don't call me Cuny, Monsieur Cuny called me Alain, Alain. And in France, <coughs> it's not possible. We cannot call professor or an actor so important by the prénom. At this time, it was important. Me, I said, vous, to my father. I didn't say tu, to my father. So, yes. He was a bit mad, but beautiful. He had a voice, and when he says a verse for music, beautiful. But he was bizarre, but to be an actor so with uh, music so beautiful, but for sure you you can be bizarre. And what happened in this restaurant that he invited you to? 
So we discussed, uh, and, and he told me because he, he said, uh, he, when I saw him in the street, he said, Goulier, I could not go to see your show. And me, I thought it's good because if he stand up and he leaves the theater, I said, oh, it's horrible, Monsieur Cuny, it's horrible. And in the restaurant, at the end, he said, oh, yeah. <coughs> good news, I stay for your show. Ah, I thought shit. And at the end, after, he, uh, when we, it was the end of the show, he didn't uh, stand up, leave, and we borrowed, borrow, uh, and we went to the dressing room, and he arrived. Running, he said, oh, yeah. he's fantastic. He, 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 was, he was bizarre. Beautiful guy. Beautiful. Oh, he loves the show, huh? But he was a bit bizarre. Oh. What do you mean, bizarre? If he was bored, uh, he stand up, he leave, he furious. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit bizarre. <coughs> but in a movie of Fellini, he's almost in every movie of Fellini. <coughs> great, great guy. After studying at the TMP, Philippe spent two years studying at École Internationale de Théâtre Jacques Lecoq, a physical theatre school. The school offers a two-year course focused on the body, movement and space. Born in 1921, Jack Lecoq started his career as a gymnastic teacher. He later discovered theatre and took a particular interest in Commedia della Art. He combined aspects of his physical training with ideas around masks and mime from Commedia to form the basis of his teaching and his school's programme. How did you first meet Lecoq or how did you first find out about his school? Oh, but he was, uh, when I was in the school, uh, uh, Charles Dulin School, Théâtre National Populaire, he was teaching once a week. So I, I knew he has a school, I knew I love his, uh, his uh, but I didn't have enough money to <coughs> to go to his school, so... I wait, and after I find a job in Théâtre de la Ville de Paris, and I could work in theatre and do the school in the morning of Lecoq. Lecoq, he was a, he was a very good teacher. Mm -hmm. to, to teach was his, his preoccupation, you know. He was teacher. And I was really happy in the school of Lecoq. What made Lecoq a good teacher? Uh, I don't know. We, uh, we never know why. Uh, he, was, he was already a teacher with a sport. And after he went to Italy, he worked with Dario Fo. After... So, why someone is good teacher and why someone is absolutely horrible teacher, I don't know. But when we are, when we teach, 
when we are in his class, you understand, he goes somewhere. A bad teacher, you don't know where does he go. With you, with, we don't know. This. A good teacher, he goes some. He 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 helped me to go somewhere. Even if you don't know exactly where you go, but you go somewhere. With Jacques Lecoq, you progress, you understand better, you know more or less better where you are going. It is a machine is on, you know. But when you are performing and you say, there is no machine in your head who bring you somewhere. So it's less uh, interesting for you, for your life. You do, uh, but you don't see any evolution possible. You don't discover. You do it and your family says it was good. What do you mean to go somewhere? You know, you discover a bit, one millimeter of freedom. Ah, we understood better the relationship between this one and this one. There is always many things mysterious during the class, <coughs> and we think we go somewhere. But we feel we, yeah, we don't say what. Well, what does it mean? Lecoq was a proponent of the via negativa, also known as the negative way of teaching. This strategy points out the bad parts of a student's performance. Lecoq believed that this would allow students to discover on their own how to make their performances better. Lecoq didn't ever want to tell a student how to do something right. He believed that was supposed to be part of the actor's own experience. Via negativa is a method that Philippe uses in his own teaching, but we'll come back to that later. Something else that Lecoq is well known for is the focus on movement in his teaching method. For example, as part of the first year curriculum, students learn a series of 20 movements that they have to demonstrate. Earlier in his life, Lecoq was a gymnastic teacher, and Philippe has mentioned before how he hates gymnastic teachers. So I wanted to know how he found the physical side of Lecoq's training. First, myself, I hate moving. I hate gymnastics, uh, I hate... Uh, so I was happy because I discovered... Uh, I discovered with my body I could see a bit further, I discovered a bit my body in the theatre. So before I was uh, not intellectual, I'd never been a great intellectual, but I was thinking, I didn't know... I didn't have the sensation with my body, I am in the story. I look like he was good for that. Feldenkrais, all these people, I hate them. Because they say, you have to do like this. When I was a kid, I was kicked away from many schools because uh, I did, uh, by the gymnastic teacher, you know. I have, I have a problem with that. So, Lecoq was a gymnastic teacher at the beginning, but he was really intelligent. But all the 
you know, we had a Swedish gymnastic, Feldenkrais. Before, they had another one I don't remember. Always an idiot coming with a new teaching method. Do you know exactly where do I put these people coming with a new movement teaching method? Through the arts. How did you guess it? <laughs> Congratulations, you could be a good teacher. Bravo. Exactly. And up. Up, up. Were you a good student at the school? Did you find success? When uh, it was the end of the year, I thought he's going to kick me away. But I always thought that. But he, he said, it's good, no problem, you go to the second year. I said, sorry, you know who I am? He said, yeah, yeah, good year, no problem. So I was surprised. He was, uh, I was not bad, bad, but I was not, uh, I had a problem to understand the philosophy of uh, movement to a body. <laughs> and and when, he, when he asked me to teach in his school, I was really surprised. So I said, yes, I was quite scared again, because uh, just you leave a school, but it was okay. Did you feel ready to be a teacher when he asked you? No, but if you, if you have to feel prepared, you never do. So either you say, okay, I jump, and I try. But otherwise, oh, no, I am not ready. Never you will do something. So I thought, Philippe, go. Voilà. Philippe was a teacher at Lecoq School for a total of 10 years. During this time, he started to discover more about his own teaching methods. But that's something we'll come back to later. Around the time that Philippe started as a student of the school of Jacques Lecoq, there was a period of civil unrest in France, known as the protests of May 68. They were led by anarchist and student movements in Paris, with a lot of the focus against the president of France, Charles de Gaulle. Philippe said he's been an anarchist since the age of 14, and this anarchist part of Philippe's identity also shows in the way he teaches. What does it mean to you to be an anarchist? It means fuck you. To say fuck you to every authority, to uh, this... Uh, yeah. I, I met uh, just one teacher I never wanted to say fuck you. It was Jacques Lecoq because he was a great teacher. But no, normally a little teacher who, who is... Uh, we, uh, normally, uh, fuck you is coming uh, quickly in my head. Because my mother was Spanish and Duruti, <coughs> or many great people in Spain, <coughs> they were anarchists. I've never been a communist Stalinian. I've never been. 
I was always against uh, Stalinian and uh, French communists. Uh, when it was uh, when they they say good thing about Stalin, it was really really bad, no? really bad. No? Yeah, so I prefer, but I prefer anarchist. I prefer when it was free, not this uh, uh, tele television below to the goal, uh, television below to this party, conservative. And uh, me, my family was conservative, less my mother, but my father was conservative. And I never been conservative. Even now they say when you are old, you become conservative. I am not conservative. Mm. I am still anarchist in my head. Mm. During the Algerian War, anarchists in France played a significant role in opposing the actions of the French government. Philippe was actively involved with anarchist groups during this time. Algeria war started in 1954, so I was 11 years old, and it stopped in 1964. What impact did the Algerian war have on your life? First, uh, it's like, uh, first we had a lot of demonstration against the Algerian war. So it was a good time to become politic, you know, because uh, yeah, Algeria, Algeria war was terrible. Many, many young people like me, but me just is finished when I had time to go. Uh, people like me, they say you have to torture the uh, Algerian people. Many people, a big shit, French army, flag, you know, oh, so horrible. But we were students, so we we had organization student, and we we go to the meeting, and we go to the to the street, and we fight May sixty eight. Uh, we built a barricade. Huh? We 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 were happy to 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 say goodbye to the goal, goodbye the, the country was old, and uh, it was not free. And uh, the television belongs to the right party. Everything was uh, it was not a dictature, but it, it was a not so funny time. So May 68, we wanted to to say to the Gaulle, go back to your Colombe de, des Églises. We need to be with young people, far younger. <coughs> but in May 68, I was in the street throwing stone against police. Yeah, mm. it was a good time. Yeah. Very good time. Of course, I've never been fascist. I hate the fascist. I... Do I hate French army? Do I? You know what I mean? 
I have this tendency. I did my military uh, time, and when <laughs> when I did my military time, I confirmed this French army is full of shitty idiot bastard, racist everything. So my love for French army is not top level. How old were you when you did this military time? 23, 24. And what did you, what were you doing? Nothing. Uh, I was, uh, you know, you you have a gun without, uh, not charge, you you walk one, two, one, two. You you do, and after I was uh, in a secretary of the National Defense of the Army. So, I bring a letter from officer to your letter, your letter, that's it. But it was so heavy and so idiot, so idiot. I, I don't know how is the English army, but the French army is full of idiots. Uh, when you say so idiot, what do you mean by that? Vulgar. Uh, always shouting, rah, rah, rah. Uh, they put you in a jail because uh, you, your beret is not uh, well put on your head. They're, oh, yeah, idiot. Was this something uh, that happened to you? You were put in jail because of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was in jail many times because of beret or because, because they are idiots. A discipline, bereft, idiot. But uh, military people is not my cup of tea, if uh, I could say that in front of you. Because, uh, cup of tea is your speciality. Mm-hmm. So I know what you mean. Ooh, yes. Thank you for listening to the first part of this interview with Philippe Gollier. In the next part, we're going to discuss Les Assiettes, a show that Philippe created, as well as some other stories from his time as a performer. Here's a small preview of what's to come, where Philippe shares a story of a time he performed for the President of France. Every year in France, we have the, the day of uh, actors, so the actor play something in a circus. So the president of the Republic is here, his wife is really upper class, is really upper, upper. And we did uh, the clown show, in fact, we did uh, 14 minutes. We'll hear the story of that show and much more in part two. Remember to subscribe so you'll be notified when the second part of the interview comes out next week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>